Welcome to our ninth day in our third season of Shaped by the Word. Uh, this year we're uh, covering the story of the prophets, uh, not only reading prophetic literature, which in itself is uh, beautifully arranged poetry and oracles and narrative, uh, you know, that it puts together is a very poignant in its theology and art hitting in its application. Um, but we're also placing them in the story of Scripture, uh, the nation of Israel. Uh, had its moment under David and Solomon, uh, you might call the golden years, uh, but even in Solomon they started to drift away from the Lord, and when Solomon's uh, son comes to the throne, the kingdom uh, breaks in two, and uh, one of the kingdoms, uh, the northern kingdom, immediately erects idols to the golden calves and puts them you know, in Bethel, Indiana. So there's a lot of idolatry in their worship, even though they're calling them by the name of the covenant God, they're worshiping in a way you know, that God is not authorized. So there's a vestige of the covenant that you hear coming through, but there's also the strong note of idolatry you hear. So we pick up with Amos in the middle of, you know, chapter 5, and he introduces us to a concept that we'll see often in the prophets, and that is the day of the Lord, the coming judgment of the Lord. And as the people of the Lord, they're longing for the day when God will judge their enemies. Uh, but as Amos has already told them, he's not only judging all of your enemies, and he's not only judging Judah, your neighbor that used to be your kinsman, which you've broken away from, but he's judging you. And the majority of this book is mm -hmm. his judgment against Israel for their complacency. Mm -hmm. So we pick up with a longing for the day of the Lord that Amos said you should probably yeah. not long for. Yeah. And so as we pick up in the middle of chapter 5, as we always do, uh, we come to Scripture uh, to see God, to know God, to look into our hearts and to allow Him to reveal anything in us that's inconsistent with who He is and to call us into His grace and mercy. So before we read, uh, David, would you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, we do pray that. We do pray that we would see You and, and know You and that we would truly hear Your Word and respond as Your people. And so we ask now that as we turn to your word that your, your spirit would, would accompany the, the preaching and then the reading of your word and that it would it would build us up it would renew us it would refresh us it would convict us and encourage us uh, to be your people here in this time and in this place and we pray this all for your glory and our joy we pray in the name of jesus amen mm -hmm. so we pick up in amos chapter 5 beginning in verse 18 and we'll read through chapter 6 Woe to you, long for the day of the Lord. Why do you long for the day of the Lord? That day will be darkness, not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet a bear, as though he entered his house and rested his hand on the wall only to have a snake bite him. Will not the day of the Lord be darkness, not light, pits dark, without a ray of brightness? I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring me choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Do you bring me sacrifices and offerings forty years in the wilderness, people of Israel? You've lifted up a shrine of your king, the pedestal of your idols, the star of your God, which you have made for yourselves. Therefore, I will send you into exile beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is God Almighty. Woe to you who are complacent in Zion, and to you who feel secure on Mount Samaria, 
notable men of the foremost nation to whom the people of Israel come, go to Kelna and look at it. Go from there to Hamath, and then go down to Gath and Philistia. Are they better off than your two kingdoms? Is there a land larger than yours? You put off the day of disaster and bring near a reign of terror. You lie on beds adorned with ivory and lounge on your couches. You dine on the choices of lambs and fattened calves. You strum away on your harps like David and improvise on musical instruments. You drink wine by the bowlful and use the finest of lotions. But you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, you'll be among the first to go into exile. Your feasting and lounging will end. The Sovereign Lord is sworn by Himself. The Lord God Almighty declares, I abhor the pride of Jacob and detest his fortresses. I will deliver up the city and everything in it. If ten people are left in one house, they too will die. And if the relative who comes to carry the bodies out of the house to burn them, ask anyone who might be hiding there, is anyone else with you? And he says, no. Then he will go on to say, hush, we must not mention the name of the Lord. For the Lord has given the command, and he will smash the great house into pieces and the small house into bits. The horses run on rocky crags as one plow the sea with oxen, but you have turned justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into bitterness. You who rejoice in the conquest of Lodabar and say, Did we not take Karanaim by our own strength? For the Lord God Almighty declares, I will stir up a nation against you, Israel, that will oppress you all the way from Lebo Hamath to the valley of Arabah. And again, these pronouncements of judgment come uh, when Israel is enjoying prosperity, and not only enjoying prosperity, but their prosperity has lulled them uh, into complacency and, and also into pride. And the judgment, uh, you know, that God is uh, uh, that Amos is declaring is is going to be uh, total. It's going to be swift uh, at this moment. Uh, the nation of Assyria, which will come and oppose them, is kind of in a place where they're between rulers. But when they are reunited, they'll come in and they'll sweep Israel. And within a decade, a little more than a decade, the nation will be exactly as described here. It will be no more. No, these are the types of passages that, you know, yeah, as we've talked about, as it comes to reading through the prophets, where you're always like, oh, man, those guys, they're in a bad spot, you know, like... I can't believe they've gotten this far off course, and and yet you know as we've talked about, no, the the prophets still are speaking, you know, to us, and mm-hmm. and are that reminder of even just reading, you know, his, his verses twenty one through twenty four, as he's talking about, you know, your religious festivals. I I hate them; they're they're a stench, and justice isn't flowing like a river. Righteousness is not like a never failing stream, and and just think about the times I so casually sometimes, you know, just enter into our Sunday gathering and unaware of kind of where my heart's at or where I've been thinking and then living and, and then just presume that, you know, I can just enter into doing these things we do on Sunday without maybe coming before the Lord and, and seeking him and, and repenting and, 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 and pursuing him. And so I, I, I see them as so casual and so kind of unaware of what's looming ahead with this great and awesome God. And, and yet I find myself doing that as well and so i love how the prophets are calling me to look at my heart look at my life Mm and 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 to seek the lord we often find you know far more um far more consistency in times of trial and turmoil Mm -hmm. uh, because it really sharpens our focus and reminds us how deeply dependent we are on the lord but when we're living in prosperous times Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we tend to wait, look away from the Lord and look to our comfort and look to ourselves and even begin, you know, to take credit in our life for the prosperity we're experiencing. And that's, you know, what's happening here. And you have to uh, love the picture that he gives of the day of the Lord. Uh, Israel is waiting for God to come and judge her enemies. And, and of course, he will. Um, but the reminder is not only will he judge uh, your enemies, but in his justice, he will judge you. Mm -hmm. And the description of you like a man who has escaped, you know, a lion, and just as he's breathing deeply, he's attacked by a bear, or he runs, you know, the distance and comes into his house and says, finally, I've made it in safety, and he's resting against his house, and he's mm -hmm. bitten by a snake. And he said, these days will overcome you. And then, of course, you hear, you know, his indictment of their worship. I hate and despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music. Your songs are empty to me. Your sacrifices are empty to me. Isaiah's message in chapter 1 will be very similar. You know, Isaiah is a contemporary of Amos uh, you know, to uh, the southern tribes, the two tribes. Uh, your worship is nothing but ritual, and it's very empty. You need to return to me and return to me, you know, with all of your heart. Mm -hmm. All of the above, I say, <clears throat> I agree. I also found, um, for me, in verse 6-8, I abhorred the pride of Jacob and detest yeah. his fortresses. I will deliver up the city and everything in it. And then 11 says, For the Lord has given the command, and he will smash the great house into pieces and the small house into bits. And I guess, you know, what spoke to my heart there was fortresses. Um, you know, where am I building these fortresses that feel safe for me, you know, um, instead of turning to the salvation of the Lord or just being content in Christ? You know, where am I finding my protection and my safety and my fortress? Is it in my material possessions? Is it in my relationships? Is it in all the things that I feel like uh, keep me safe? Yeah, you know? and it's so <clears throat> easy to sit in, yeah. sit in our fortresses exactly. and, uh, yeah. you know, talk about uh, how our confidence is in the Lord. And then our, our fortresses begin to crumble and we mm -hmm. realize that uh, our, our confidence has been in, in other things, whether it's our wealth or you know, the prosperity of the nation that we live in, yeah. or even, you know, our religious practices. And and uh, Amos is saying none of these, you know, in and of themselves is a place where you need to turn for safety. You need to turn to me, mm -hmm. you know, with all of, all of my heart. And, and of course, we, we've said before that the, the message of the prophets is uh, you are uh, you're as far from God as you possibly can be. Mm -hmm. Repent. If you don't, do not repent, then judgment is coming. And then on the other end of judgment, there always is hope because mm -hmm. God is a covenant God who has made his promises with his people. Um, but we find a nation that will not hear the invitation to know God and mm -hmm. will ultimately you know, be judged. You know, do horses run on rocky crags? No, mm -hmm. they don't do yeah. well there in adversity. Just one plow in the sea with oxen. No, that's not a place where oxen and where plows work. And also out of place as a horse is on the crags and as an oxen is in the sea mm -hmm. is injustice among God's, you know, our God's people. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, when you hear that, uh, you know, call it, you know, justice rule like a river, uh, you know, that was, you know, that was you know, the cry from, you know, Martin Luther King's, you know, I have a dream speech, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, all men would live 
you know, not judged, you know, by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. But it goes much, much deeper than that here. And God is calling uh, for Israel to respond to the least of those in their midst with the very heart that God has responded, you know, to them in grace and compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, a beautiful invitation to, to do what's just and to do what's right. And how often those things are associated with, with those who are seeking the Lord, that their heart obviously has a deep love for God. But then out of that deep love for God is that deep love for, for one another and for people. And we see that here. Yeah. Father, may we see in ourselves uh, where justice is not and righteousness is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, may we understand in our hearts where we've become complacent and self-centered and where we live for our comfort rather than living uh, for your glory and to know you and to demonstrate the love and compassion you have for those around us. Thank you for the words of the prophets. We pray that they wouldn't be distant to us. Uh, we pray that we would hear the indictment and that we, unlike uh, the people of Israel and unlike the people of Judah, would turn and know your goodness and your grace. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.